Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What is up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 69 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Cambry Apreciado from Bring Me Bronze Spray Tanning, now located in Denver, Colorado. Also, the new owner of the ASTP, sunlesspros.org. We're welcoming her to the show to share her story and her short so far journey in the sunless tanning industry. Uh, she recently relocated from Texas to Denver, Colorado, now is restarting her business in a new area. She sold her client list off to somebody in Dallas before she left. And she's also the new owner, as I mentioned, of the ASTP and has big plans for that. And we're looking forward to hearing that in this interview. Cambria is a very, very driven individual that has a lot of great moments ahead of her, especially the way that she's aiming for the ASTP and and to help the industry in general. Looking forward to watching that as it continues to grow. In addition to her business, Bring Me Bronze. Cambry, thank you so much on behalf of myself and the entire Happy Tans community for joining us on this episode and sharing your story. We're looking forward to following you, as I said, and thank you again. As always, the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the one and only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry. You can have a professional website up and running in a matter of minutes. That's right. Not days, weeks, months, or even years. Yes, I've heard people take years to create a website. Don't do that. Have a professional website up and running in no time. Not to mention that you have wonderful support from us 24-7. We're here for you. In addition, we are optimizing your website for you. It's optimized out of the box for SEO purposes so people can find you online on Google, which is very beneficial. We have some of our happy tanners that have received over 80% of their new clients through organic searching on Google. Can you imagine not having 80% of your clients yet? That would not be much of a business at all. Come check us out, happytans.com. We're more than happy to help you, no pun intended. Thanks again, Cambry. Good luck in your future endeavors. We're here to help however you can. And thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in, and happy tanning. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Cambry Preciado from Bring Me Bronze in Denver, Colorado. How are you doing today, Cambry? I'm good, Grant. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to have you on board. For those of you that don't know, Cambry not only owns Bring Me Bronze, but it recently, uh, I guess, purchased or, or took over ownership of the ASTP, which is an exciting thing. We'll get to that as well. So let me open up the floor for a second, Cambry. Let's talk about uh, first, I guess, the, the kind of how you got into the industry, a little bit about yourself and your, your personal business, Bring Me Bronze, and then we can you know, see where that takes us. We'll probably talk a little bit about ASTP and, and all that fun stuff as well. But let me open up the floor for a minute and tell us your story. Yeah, for sure. So um, like you said, I own Bring Me Bronze. Uh, I've been doing Bring Me Bronze for three years. We do airbrush tanning and teeth whitening. Um, I did have a salon space when I was back in Dallas, but I recently sold my client list and moved to Denver. So I am just doing mobile kind of while I get to know the market here a little bit better. Um, but backing up a little bit, I actually was a dental assistant um, from a really young age, actually. Like the day I turned 16, I was helping my dad in his dental office. Um, So I actually moved to Dallas originally to get residency to go to dental school. So I was studying for the DIT, getting ready to apply, and I was working part-time at a tanning salon. And obviously, you know, doing that, I fell in love very quickly with tanning as much as most of us do. 
Um, and I was always really entrepreneurial. So being able to have my own mobile business, you know, the overhead was really low. I loved working with clients and really everything about it. So I dove right in and um, just kind of started taking clients right away on the side. Uh, and then, you know, have has fully pivoted out of the Dunda world and into full-time tanning and, and now ASTP. So it's super exciting. Yeah, lots of lots of moves and changes. And when, when did you say you started your, your own kind of venture into it? Three years ago. So okay. 2017, fall 2017. 2017. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Okay, so almost exactly three years. Uh, let's see. A lot of exciting things going on. A big change to go from the dental field. Actually, quite a high number of people I've spoken to have are in the dental field. I'm not sure if there's any relation to it in tanning or what it is. Maybe uh, just a flexibility of it, you know, because you can kind of do it in the nights and weekends. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to see that. Yeah. And a big change for you, a big commitment to move out of that. We were talking a little bit beforehand and it was kind of uh, in, your, in your bloodlines, I guess, to be in the dental industry. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. My family's a little disappointed, but they do, you know, the spray tanning, they're not super, I don't think my dad really knows what it is yet, <laughs> um, but they're supportive. They love what I'm doing. Um, and especially, you know, the acquisition of ASTP was super exciting for me and my family. Yeah. Um, they're, they're proud of what I'm doing. And I think they're excited for the future as am I. Yeah. Yeah. And so and the support's always great to have. I'm, I'm assuming you have that support from your spouse and, and that's always great to have somebody behind you that believes in you and, and supports your dreams because it's hard to do it alone without that. So I, I think yeah. behind every great entrepreneur is, is a great, uh, maybe even a better spouse. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. My boyfriend, we moved out here together. He's opening, um, it's called Clean Eats. So it's like a prepared meal business. So yeah. it's a commercial space and launching that in the next six months. So we are just full-fledged entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Is it Clean Eats? Is that a franchise? Yeah, they are. I think they're actually okay. in North Carolina with you guys. Yeah, I've had it before. I was going to say, that sounds, unless it was spelled different. I think it was spelled the Z, but I'm yep. not sure. <laughs> that's the one. Cool. Yeah, great service. Great, great uh, product for sure. Well, it's interesting to hear the background and how you got into it. So you were working in the salon, then kind of had a taste of it and decided that you wanted to just do something different. You weren't interested in going the full route. Did you say you were already in school or were you in the process of applying? Yeah. So I had finished my bachelor's degree out in Utah, um, mm-hmm. so Utah, small town down there, um, moved to Dallas right after undergrad and I was applying. So I took the DAT. That's like the six hour long crazy test they make you take. Um, and to get residency, to, to apply to the Texas schools, you have to um, be working and, and just establish that. So I was working at a tanning salon there, and that's kind of how I initially got trained. Um, so, you know, my first tan, I was just kind of thrown in a room with a girl one day after spraying down some cardboard, and they're like, all right, let's go. And <laughs> it's so nerve-wracking, but, you know, unlike most girls, it, it was on someone else's time and money, so that, that was a little reassuring. Um, but still, I mean, when I decided to go mobile, I didn't know what solution, what equipment I, you know, made plenty of mistakes along the way. I thought I knew it all and very quickly realized, oh, we have some more learning to do. So, you know, it kind of eased into a little bit more, but plenty, plenty of uh, learning curves along the way still. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sorry if you hear my daughter screaming in the background. This is great for recording. (laughs) Uh, she is, she is uh, opposing her nap time. So that's always fun. Anyway. Uh, I think everybody can relate to that that has children. So the, so did you step out of the salon when you decided to get into it on your own or was it like open to you doing your own, were they open to you doing your own thing? Yeah. So what happened, um, 
it was actually that fall when I started and Texas kind of has this monsoon rain season. And so clients would leave and like their tan would just be dripping off them. And I'm like, man, this is a huge problem. Um, and then in addition, girls would be like, it'd be so nice if you could come to my house. And I'm like, yeah, brilliant idea. I didn't even know mobile cleaning was a thing. So <laughs> I went to the owners and they're like, oh yeah, we've done that at our other locations, too much liability. We're not doing it. Oh. So I kind of looked into it and I was like, this makes so much sense. Uh, and I, I went for it. So I left them, started the mobile. I was still working at the dental office. Um, actually when I look back, I've never not had two jobs. Um, it's always been a little bit of a grind. I feel like I've had four different careers all in one because I've yeah. always kind of been a person who keeps busy. So, um, that's actually how I found my first client was through the dental office. Someone wanted to tan. So I tanned her up on my own. Um, the day I got my stuff, I like, I couldn't get the draw off the solution. I couldn't get the tent folded back up. I'm like, I'm going to have to quit. <laughs> like, day one, it was like, maybe this isn't for me. And, you know, you figure it out and, yeah. and uh, you make it work. And, you know, there's plenty of ups and downs in, in entrepreneurship and yeah. in the world. So we made it out there. I think she gave me a good tip. She probably could tell I was a little nervous. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Hard. Yeah, I don't think you've done well. We'll get to the highs and lows. So thanks for bringing me to that. But I don't think you can say you're a mobile tenant until you haven't been able to fold your tent. You know, there's always something that goes on, goes awire with those things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've trained quite a few girls, and that's what I always start with. And I tell them, this is going to be the hardest thing you do. And I feel like mentally, if you can get your confidence down with your tent, yeah. it's downhill from there. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. You just get, you just kind of get nervous once it doesn't fold properly. And it just right. becomes the whole thing. And right. Most People end up just stuffing it in their car somehow. Yeah. yeah. And the clients are like, do you need help? And it's like, yes, but nobody, nobody can help me with this. Fine. Just just it's not like a burrito. It won't work. It's yeah. funny. That's it. Won't, it maybe somebody come out with a burrito, uh, tan tent that you can roll like that. I guess it probably wouldn't stand very hard. But that would be, be awesome. Strong enough. Yeah. I know there's the inflatable ones, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, so you kind of, uh, Cameron, you kind of mentioned the ups and downs. I like to touch on that. It kind of puts in perspective what it's like to own and operate your own business because lots of people see, especially with social media nowadays, a bunch of awesome stuff, right? Everybody's life is perfect and all this stuff, especially businesses and people are maybe bragging and talking about stuff, but not a lot of people like to talk about the hard days that they're having and things like that. So let's talk about uh, two moments in your business so far that the lowest uh, and then the highest or, or worst and best moment so far in your business. So let's start with the worst and then we'll go to the, to the best so far. Okay, for sure. Yeah, it is, it is kind of crazy. The highlight Instagram uh, reel that we see now. So I think it's good to kind of bring light to the bad moments for sure. Um, let's see. So in thinking about this, I feel like every bad moment that I seem to have had, had a silver lining. So I just think that's important to keep in mind, like as you are going through your own struggles, being an owner, um, but to, you know, be a student of life and have a grown mindset and it's all feedback. It's all data points. Um, mm -hmm. you know, there's no such thing as a true bad, if you will, it's just like a redirection. So probably my, my lowest would be when I started bring me bronze and in 2018, 2019, I was also working full time at a really demanding, uh, startup I was doing recruiting and training and development. And then I was tanning the evenings. So I was doing like nine hour work days and then tanning until 10 or 11, I was mentally exhausted. Um, I just remember like even still thinking back, so, so tired um, physically as well too. But you know, the lessons I learned and the money I made was, was invaluable truly. 
Um, and from there, I feel like that brought me to my high. Um, so I was actually able to find a location. Um, and actually, this is a low inside of a high, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I assigned a space. It was super expensive. Um, the goal was to leave my day job to do this full time. So I was super, super nervous, but kind of was like, okay, we can make this work. I ran the numbers, um, did the math, and I was like, all right, it'll, it'll be tight, you know, uh, to cover rent and be profitable. But I was, I was just ready to leave that full-time job. I knew I couldn't do both, so this mm-hmm. was what was going to give. Um, and actually, that salon didn't work out, probably thankfully for my bottom line. Um, I actually found another salon who, who I knew the owner from visiting the salon and just kind of giving her my card. I'd spray tanned her once before and we were able to work out a commission split. So, you know, it was a lot safer. And then with COVID, I was so thankful that I wasn't paying a big rent bill, um, you know, where, where we didn't have clients coming in the door because we weren't allowed to. Um, I also wasn't paying a bunch in rent. So it's really good to mitigate that overhead Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to see more clients um, full time, if you will. And then, you know, obviously with COVID, I had just left my full time job and I was like, oh, what, what worse timing? You know, how, how could I have made this big decision at such a poor time? But like everyone else, I didn't know what was happening. And, you know, thankfully the opportunity with ASTP came up at that exact moment. And here we are. You know, I wouldn't be able to do that if I had all the other things going on. And, building a community and having a larger role within the spray team community is something that I wanted from day one. So yeah. it literally was a roller coaster and it's so fun to reflect and, mm-hmm. and think in those bad moments, you're like, wow, this is so bad. I, I feel like I could die, you know, being yeah, yeah. at it. Um, but they really do lead you to the right place. So I feel like the highs and lows are all beautifully interwoven, not in the moment, but when no. you look back on them. Yeah. It's a Steve job, the famous Steve job quote, like when you look back, all the dots connect, right. It's hard to see, you know, like him dropping out and going to typography yeah. class. He learned how to make the beautiful text that all the computers have, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but that's just, yeah, it's always hard to go through it, but, but you really grow through those times, especially the harder times. So, the, the, you know, the perfect salon didn't work out, but you found a better opportunity. And that, that one you said was a commission split. So did you pay rent at all? Or was it like literally just a percentage of the tans? Yeah, it was a percentage. So I had my own really cute room is actually nail salon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a really big reach there in Dallas. And so I got a lot of new clients from them and I think it was like a 20, 20% split. So they took just a little bit of my profit, um, which, you know, you're always kind of like, oh, but the rent number, I had my rent break even of like, at what point should I go to a bigger salon yeah. and afford it? Or what are the clientele making sense? So, yeah. I mean, and with COVID, it couldn't have been a more perfect setup. situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, I just wanted to bring that back up because I thought it was a good point to make that a lot of people are, are, you know, in the situation where they maybe start mobile, it's on the side, the kind of thing, and then they're ready to take the leap. That leap's tough, especially when you have to consider the, extreme overhead that it could be depending yeah. on what kind of place it is, but to look for the other options and opportunities like you may, it's hard, like you said, to lose that 20%, but then you don't have the overhead hanging there at the beginning of every month. You don't have the, you know, all the upkeep and maintenance. I'm sure you don't have that. And you also have the positives of networking and more opportunities, more foot traffic, et cetera. So there's, there's good and bad to all of it. Just something to keep in mind. Totally. I think it's just important to know your numbers, know how much you need to pay yourself, what your cost is, what your break even is. Um, And then networking, like that one salon owner, I ran into her after talking to like 15 others in the community and I had to be out of my space 
And so I was on kind of a time crunch to find the new one. So it seems like it was really easy and just boom, boom, boom. But I mean, it was a little bit of a hustle and you do yeah. have to put in the work and the time. And um, yeah, I guess knowing your numbers too is always obviously important as well. Yeah. Yeah. Something we created for the San Luis community. I should probably put it out for everybody. It's pretty cool. It's like a, a cost per 10 calculator, which actually breaks down once you add everything in the exact cost that you pay per 10, just because most people don't even know what that is. And that's, yeah. that's where you should start, right? Most people's, this is how, and anybody that's starting is probably going through the process of how do I determine my price? Let me look at my competition. Okay. I'm going to charge less. I'm going to charge more, you know, versus what products are we using? How many things are, you know, hair nets and sticky feet and powder and this and that. And then, okay, what's the cost? How much I want to pay myself? How much goes back to the company? How much goes to the government? 30%. Right. I guess you can add that to my low list to talk to your accountant, the beginning, not the end of the year. Otherwise you might be in a surprise situation. Yeah. yeah I was surprised too. I said, that, I can't remember where that came up in a group. And I said to that and, you know, I had a couple of people message me like really 30%. But if you're paying, you know, if you're sole proprietorship or all the money's coming to you and you're not paying taxes out, they, they say to keep about 30% of it to give, back, you know, it's going to go back to the government. That's obviously a very rough estimate. There's so many factors come into play, but exactly. it's, you know, so for every hundred dollars, 30 goes to the government. Yeah. So. Self-employment tax is no joke. Yeah. For sure. And you need to know those numbers. And if you want clients and professionals in the industry to take you seriously, you have to treat this as a real business. Um, I love that you can start it as a side hustle, do it part-time, whatever you will, but you got to make sure you're educated and that you know those things and that you are, you know, uplifting the industry as a whole and contributing mm-hmm. a good product and a good service. Yeah. And I think that's part of the knock on the industry is like the whole professional, you know, the, the fact that the barrier to entry is so low, the cost and everything that there's really no training, honestly, to go into it. So there's just no real barrier there. So anybody can get in probably gives it a bad name. A lot of people don't, like you said, really don't take themselves seriously or view themselves as a business. It's just a side thing versus the people that you actually speak to that take it serious. And they're, you know, they just carry themselves differently. Their business is seen differently. There's so many things that, that come into play, but that was a very good point. Yeah. Very yeah. Right. Point. And I mean, you guys in Sunless Evo and here at ACP, like it's very much the same thing. We're uplifting the community as a whole mm-hmm. um, and just promoting that education and knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uplift everybody. It's always good to, help however you can, right? Make everybody's day, make everybody stay better somehow whenever you connect with them. So yeah, I love that's it. always a goal. Yeah. So you mentioned the ASTP a couple of times. We, we, we don't want to, you know, that uh, the purple is what they call the purple, purple elephant or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is. So let, let's talk about that for a minute. How, whatever you can share, want to share how that happened, you know, kind of the goals and what's going on on that, that side of things for people that don't know about it, you know, kind of introduce them to it as well. Yeah, for sure. So ASTP um, is the largest uh, community We for spray tanners. Uh, we're taking it international, so we do have a couple members overseas. I want to make that number even bigger um, and really just have it be the largest place for community and for business support within the spray tan world. So we focus on education, we focus on knowledge, and I keep saying the word community, it's so important. Um, a lot of people know about the annual Sunless Summit event. Uh, we just had it, Shauna had it, so I just purchased the business from her a couple weeks ago. Um, she did host that in Dallas last year, and me being in Dallas, I was able to attend, and I fell in love. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal just being able to learn firsthand from others uh, and very you know, professional uh, pros in this industry. Um, 
the vibes are so contagious. And, you know, I, I was in the industry for about a year and a half by the time I went and I personally had felt so alone before that. I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of fumbling through it. So to be able to find that community. And I mean, there's girls that I met there that I talk to on a weekly basis now still. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they get to help me with ASTP, thankfully, because <laughs> I, I want to hear, you know, what the members want uh, me to do and for us to do together to make it even better. So I have a lot of big plans for that going forward. Um, I mentioned adding new members and taking it international. Uh, obviously the events. So if we have to, we'll do those online as soon as we can have them in person again. That's definitely my goal. I also want to add in maybe a retreat component where it's kind of like a beach vacay. We can all go and learn and have fun together, take some pictures for social media, all that good stuff. <laughs> just elevate the the whole summit all together. I, just, I think that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, my best friends are business friends anyways. So I, who better to go on a retreat with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then um, let's see, I guess just produce more content. So we can already hit on this. Um, I'm going to start doing features with accountants and website builders, SEO gurus, just really produce a library of resources for um, beginners and also seasoned pros within the industry. So it's just really about that big community and library of resources uh, for for us spray tanners to make it all better. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that, and if people want to find out more, sunlesspros.org, correct? You got it. Okay, very cool. So that's um, ASTP, uh, the summit, obviously the kind of the only, I guess, thing dedicated specifically for spray tanning, right? There's no, the other ones are all, you know, the bed tanning or other things uh, in conjunction with that. But this is specifically for spray tanning. Heard heard great things about it. So I'm excited to see what you can do with that and, and run with what Shauna was able to, to create there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're excited. It's always good. We, you know, you and I spoke, it's, it's great to help the community. It needs it. People need the resources, the training, the, you know, the content, like you're, you're saying, we, we produce similar stuff and it's on this Evo. That was one of the reasons we created that, that side of things was really to, not just like, oh, here's how you contour, you know, with this person, with this person. It was like, let's learn how to do taxes. Let's learn how to do this. Let's learn. <laughs> There's so many parts of the business, right? And I've, I've always uh, kind of erred on the side of the business is more important than the tanning for the fact that, you know, most people don't focus on the business. And as I, as I worked at Sholee, I noticed that so many people knew how to tan. They were great at it, but they would get discouraged because the business didn't work out. You know, it's how Happy Tan started the website thing and all that. So you just kind of learn that, you know, people need help with the business. And this is across all industries, not just spray tanning. If you have yeah. I've been involved in many different niches and it's, it's crazy. It's just always, and it's the same thing. It's just different business. Um, different, you know, it's a different uh, engine, but it's the same thing they're looking for. Like they need help with the website. They need help. Like you said, SEO accountants, uh, how to do this, how to do that. There's just so many, so many assets or so many facets to business to consider. Right. If you don't run your business, your business will run you. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as you grow, you will have a rude awakening for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously, cause you said your whole family has been kind of uh, gone that path, obviously in the dental dental field, but it's probably the same, it's the exact same thing, right? They probably struggle with those same things. Yeah. The principles are there. And I mean, I saw it firsthand and my dad actually, he went bankrupt when I was a teenager. So wow. I've seen the bad side of things. I've lived through it. Um, and you don't want to be there ever. So hmm. how can you avoid that? And how can you grow smart and keep up with that demand? Because 
you're doing a good tan, everyone in tan is going to want to come see you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited to see what you can do there. Excited to, to hear all the good stuff that happens and how, how you can help, uh, you know, uplift uh, the community and everybody. And, and uh, as you said, the community is the, the biggest part. And it's always great to have a good group of people that support you and are there for you. So that's, uh, that's irreplaceable. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. So I usually ask about how you got your first paying customer. This will go back to the bring me bronze side of things. You, you mentioned that earlier with somebody that was at the, uh, at the dental office, right? And you, you kind of spoke to them. So <laughs> we, we kind of learned yep. that part of it, um, yeah. Yeah, which, which is always exciting. So did you, what did you leverage? Uh, did you continue to leverage that for a while to build your customer base that the dental office? So that the dental office was actually before I found a different job. So I went from the dental office to that training and recruiting position mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, with, a, with another startup. The dental office was actually a mobile dental office. So they were kind of a new emerging concept as well. Um, startups and small businesses, have, I've always been involved in them somehow. <laughs> um, always. So uh, yeah, basically after them, I had another startup. They actually recruited me because of the spray tan business. They loved the fact that I had my own business, um, which was a cool opportunity. So I kind of rubbed that wave. And then when I got too busy, uh, I, I flipped out full-time uh, tanning, which was great. But I do think relationship building is important. I mean, I still keep in contact with that dentist and with all my previous bosses. Um, and you never know where those referrals are going to come from. In fact, like, even as I was telling clients, like, yeah, I'm so sorry we're moving to Denver. People hooked me up with people out here. And it's just such a small world. Yeah. And I mean, inside and outside of tanning, the people that you talk to, let them know what you do, what you're passionate about, um, especially if it's mission focused, like, it's not spray tanning that you love. It's the body positivity or like the mental health aspect of like mm -hmm. getting a glow and the confidence increase you get from it. I think if you can attach yourself with a mission um, and something that you're really passionate about, people will talk about you and they'll share. Yeah. So it's powerful for your business, but it's just also part of being a genuine person. And I really think that's, that's where it starts. So yeah. I do still keep in touch with the dentist um, and you know, I'm, I'm not tanning anymore in Dallas. So those clients have been turned over to another girl. Her name's Taylor. She's absolutely fabulous. Um, she's my angel. I'm so glad she was there in Dallas to take over <laughs> for me. Uh, so she takes that client, the first client uh, is still regular and now Taylor sees her. Oh, that's awesome. That's all. Yeah. So you're, it sounds like what you were basically talking about is, you know, I have to like the mission is kind of, it's, it would be your why, right? It's kind of your North yeah. stars, which you're always aiming for. Um, if, if you don't keep your eye on that or eye on the prize, whatever you want to call it, you can get discouraged. You can have the down days. But if you always focus on that one thing, you know, it's how you work through it. If you look at anybody that's been successful, especially ultra successful people, they definitely have that, that something there, that burning desire to do something. And that's really why. And like you said, people can feel that and they, they definitely will spread the word. I feel like even more when they can tell that you really care. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, for a minute, you just kind of referenced, uh, you know, uh, about your business. And I told you we, we spoke last week and I just said I had a, a couple of people reach out to me. Either they relocated uh, and had the opportunity to kind of look or purchase somebody's business list, I would say. Uh, and that's something you kind of referenced. Like basically you were leaving, you had all these clients and they needed to be have somebody to attend them. Right. So you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to ask for any exact information or numbers because it's going to be so different for everybody. But how, how did that situation work for you 
uh, in, in your situation? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a beautiful question. I've actually already had business owners reach out through ASTP um, asking for the same support, um, kind of how I did things, but let alone like, it's just so difficult to evaluate our businesses in within this industry just because it's so new. There's not really comps that you can pull um, and you really can't have like a lawyer evaluate your business, you yeah. know? Um, so for my, my particular situation, I kept my name, I kept my website, um, is really the client list. Uh, I was doing trainings beforehand. So I had a couple people that were interested. Um, and basically what I did, I went through, um, and looked at recurring clients. I looked at how much income was coming in from each, uh, how often they were attaining from me, basically like your lifetime cost of the client. Mm -hmm. Um, and from that number, I found what I needed for me. Uh, and then I talked to a few different girls that I had trained. So that were interested in training. Um, and this one in particular, Taylor, she was just, she wanted to leave her day job just like I did. And so I love that because I saw a little piece of myself within her yeah. and I knew she would be successful. I knew my clients were going to love her. And that was really the biggest thing that I wanted. It wasn't really about money. It was about finding that fit. So whatever you want out of any negotiation will vary person to person. Um, for her, I'm sure she had a number in mind she wanted to pay. Um, we began negotiations and we found out what would work best for us and for the clients, um, which I think was our biggest concern was just continuing to keep that presence in Dallas positive and, and make sure that the clients still receive that same service. So we basically just came to the table with what we wanted. And um, so far it's, it's worked beautifully. So it does vary person to person, but I think um, finding the right fit. And again, just like with finding the location, I talked to quite a few different girls. So it's not like I was just like, Hey, do you want my biz? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> it was, I mean, it took a couple of months for sure. Um, yeah. there were plenty of lows and highs in there as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to consider with that. And, and did you, did you, um, when that transition happened, did you like email everybody and introduce her? Is that Taylor? Is that how it worked? Yeah. Yeah. So I did a big, big email blast. Um, I knew a couple weeks in advance, so I was kind of careful on who I told client wise. Cause yeah. you know how those clients are. They find out <laughs> you're leaving them to hunt you down. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we did an email blast. We did Instagram. We did Facebook. Um, I still, to this day, I don't know why people sometimes don't read, but I'll have clients book me in Dallas and I'm like, I'm not there. I'm diversifying <laughs> now, but thank you. Um, and I send them over to Taylor. So yeah. anyone asking knows she's kind of the, the go-to girl. And then um, in that cell, we also included like my client's info. So she's able to contact them and then convert them over as well. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that seems pretty typical. And that's, it is a different situation. Uh, I think it's a little bit, maybe a little bit easier than if you sell the entire business, the name, the assets, the, uh, you know, the, the social media profiles, the website and all that, there's a lot more to it, but the list is literally just the list of clients, but you also worked really hard to acquire those people. So yeah. it is an yeah. interesting thing. And, you know, it, there is no definitive answer as to what that value is. And like you said, it's hard to, you can't pull comps. Like if you're talking about dental offices, they can say, Hey, we have this many chairs and this many patients and blah, blah. You know, it's easier to pull that because people have been doing this for years, but not pretending. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really finding out what you need and what the other person needs and finding the right fit. And yeah. It was the same with ASTP, actually really similar um, process. So yeah. it definitely can be done. Um, and I mean, anyone who, who wants it, my advice on it can, I mean, they can surely reach out and I can tell them what I think. But I feel like 
it, it just depends on you and your business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to touch on that. I just, it, feel, it seems like it's been more and more common lately. And a lot of, you know, some of the people in Sunless Evo, some people that listen to the podcast here, they're, you know, some of them are military spouse and they're, they're moving around a lot quite often every couple of years, if not even more frequently. So continuous, you know, they're continually having to turn that over or look for new, you know, people to take over whatever that is. And there's also the option of keeping your business and opening it, hiring somebody and then having a new location in your new city. Uh, obviously so many different uh, routes you could take here, but that's, that's great that you're able to work that out. And ultimately, like you said, you really cared that the clients were taken care of. So you found somebody that fit that bill. So that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Well, Cameron, if you had to, if you had to pinpoint one thing that has led to the success of your uh, bring me bronze business so far, like the one thing that's moved the needle the most, I guess, uh, what would you say that is? So I kind of already hit on this, um, but I, I would say two things actually. Um, so building genuine relationships, um, in and outside of tanning. So just with everyone, you know, um, actually I even joke here in Denver, people are so friendly. You really like every person on the street wants to say hi and, and see how you're doing. And I thought I was a pretty friendly person, but now that I see how people are here, I'm like, man, I'm going to be nicer. Like I want to be that girl who smiles at someone and gives them a good compliment yeah. um, and builds other people up, which I think is what drew me to ASTP so much. But that started with wanting to build a connection with my clients um, in and out of the salon. So, I mean, they, a lot of them just became friends. Like we hang out. Um, that's very normal for me and my clientele now. Um, not all of them, obviously, but I think that comes from being genuine and just that caring and, and wanting to build a relationship, you know, whether they're spending money with you or not, people are people and they'll remember how you make them feel. Yeah. So that's a big one. Um, and then also listening to your clients. So, same thing earlier when I would talk about like clients walking out in the rain and, and being like, oh, there's a problem here. Um, they'll tell you what they want and they tell you what they need if, if you listen to them. So, you know, they're asking the same questions over and over. Well, let's put that in the FAQs on the website on Instagram. Um, see if we can solve that problem. So I think listening to others is huge too. And that obviously will help you build those genuine relationships too. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you really care. And like you said, people always remember the way you make them feel. So that's, it's really it's really important to make sure that you take take care of every single person, give them your full undivided attention while they're there, whatever they're talking about. You know, like I think a lot of people joke and say you're a therapist sometimes because people yeah. are really open. They feel really comfortable, right? Because they're naked in front of you, basically. So yeah. naturally, yeah. naturally. Yeah. Uh, naturally that happens, but I think it's important to make sure you give people their attention. Like you said, everybody's human. Everybody wants to feel loved and, and you know, and, and like they, they matter really. So that's what it's important. Um, very important. And, and uh, I like the whole point, you know, listening to your clients, it's the best way to, to uh, find kind of the right, the right path. Most of the time, obviously, sometimes you'll probably get some pretty wild uh, suggestions, but they'll, they'll usually tell you what they're looking for or struggling with. So why not, you know, listen to them? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get to a little bit more technical questions about solution and equipment. I, I know that you might have a, a unique answer for this, but do you want to share what you use or your, your, I guess your outlook on that, that stuff? Yeah, for sure. So we definitely share a similar outlook. Um, I, when I started, I was trying to find the exact solution that 
I uh, used at the salon that I worked for. <laughs> um, thought I knew, definitely didn't. I did not like the first solution I bought. I threw the whole gallon away. Um, it's an expensive mistake, but I think they're more common than not when you're starting out. So that's okay mm -hmm. if that's you. Um, I, I always talk to girls that are like, oh man, how do you find what you like? And it's just really testing a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to know your machine. I didn't love my machine when I started either, but it, it got me through the first two years. Um, and, and now I've upgraded, but I mean, you can ride those things until they die. And if you're yeah. buying a good investment in your machine, they should last a long time. So overall with ASTP, we are brand neutral for equipment and solution. Um, this is a big request I get from members. They really want to see more of what's out there. So I'm probably going to start doing more like demos and vendor interviews that girls can kind of get a taste of what the options are. Um, and then from there we do offer discounts with different vendors. So you'll save a little bit of money there. Um, but yeah, invest in your equipment for sure. Um, that was something I didn't do in the beginning. I didn't think an extraction fan was important until I did buy one. Um, <laughs> super, super important. Those tan boogers don't need to be there by the end of the night. Um, <laughs> oh, so nasty. So, I mean, I think that's super important as well as just the spray, um, spray tan extraction systems. Yeah. Even, even if you're mobile, like getting a mobile fan. Um, but that's just as important as your gun and as your solution. You know, you want to keep your lungs healthy, your client's guns, uh, sorry, your client's lungs healthy as well too. So, um, yeah, I won't say what solution and equipment I use specifically, but, um, cause I, I'm actually testing different ones all the time just for fun, especially with ASCP. Now I just, you know, I think it's cool to see what's out there and there's yeah. so many options. Yeah. There's no right or wrong. Like you said, basically it's whatever works for you. Right. So get some samples, call them up, see if you can get them, pay, pay a couple bucks to try them out and see what works yeah. for you. Cause they're all different. Right. And everybody tech, everybody's technique is different depending on how they're taught or yeah. how they learned. And you're going to adjust that anyway. So uh, sure. find, find what works for you. So you, you mentioned a little bit about training, or I guess we'll, we'll put uh, air quotes around that training at the salon, right? Spraying some cardboard back at the uh, salon you worked at. Did you go through any other training or certification or was that, that it? Yeah, I did. So they kind of threw me into the fire there. I remember thinking like, this is crazy. Um, I'm going to do my training so much differently. And I, I did um, actually built out a training guide pretty quick and started training girls in the area um, as well. But I did get my master certification through Nordvell. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always looking like at, at different ways that other people spray tan. I think I watched every spray tan video there was. I've listened to all these podcasts, like everything there was to consume when I first started. I feel like I got my hands on it. Um, and from there, I found my my own kind of style. I actually just changed the way that I spray, like the armpit bicep area, uh -huh. because it's so tough. Especially when I was training other girls, I'm like, man, this is a spot people have issues with. So right. make it easier. But I'm always iterating and changing. Um, but yeah, formal certification, Norvell. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. A lot of people go through them. Obviously they have the Norvell university, one of the most, uh, I guess, built out or, or I guess advanced trainings out there. Uh, there's definitely a lot of them nowadays, but um, I was just thinking about that. You, you might have to look for a new product or adjust your spray technique a little bit with the new climate, right? The, in the cold winters and all that. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. In Dallas, yeah. I was using an alcohol based solution and I loved it because you know, you can grab brag that it's water soluble. So it washes mm -hmm. out of everything. 
um, is a really pretty, it was a violet-based alcohol solution. So it's perfect for the humid climate, um, beautiful on the skin, but out here I'm, I am actually switching to more of an aloe-based. I think I'm still messing around with it. Um, but yeah, the dry skin out here with the dry air is no joke. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I bet. <laughs> I bet it's going to be fun, but you'll get, you'll get it down for sure. So, uh, Cambry, before we get to the last question, I just want to thank you for your time, for, for sharing your story about not only Bring Me Bronze, but ASTP and all that and everything you uh, have to come in the future. We're excited to follow your journey, your story and, and both sides of it, you know, your personal business as well as ASTP to see what you can do to help the industry. Like you said, I think there's, there's plenty of opportunities that can be had there and the industry really needs it. So thank you for everything you're doing on that side of things. If, if people do have questions for you about um, how to sell their business or client list, whatever it may be, or ASTP related or just whatever, uh, what's the best way to find you? Yeah. So email address that you threw out earlier or not, sorry, not email um, website, but the email is Cambry at sunlesspros.org. Uh, that's fine. Instagram is always fine. I think our username is ASTP underscore sunless pros on there. Um, but yeah, where, wherever it, it will find its way to me. Okay. I'll link all that below in the show notes as well. If you guys uh, want to check that out. And the last question for you, Cambry is if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say? Um, that's a good one. Let's see. You, you don't have to do it alone. Um, and, and that's an ASTP thing. I truly wish I would have found this community when I first started. Uh, I spent a lot of time researching, trying different solutions, stumbling through things, and honestly just feeling alone. I mean, in our business, you're, you're trying new things all the time. You don't know what you need to be doing. Uh, you're setting these goals, but you're not sure if it'll work. And then you accomplish the goals and there's new goals and you're never stopping to celebrate. So, I mean, I feel like in this community, you have resources and um, you're just supported a lot better uh, with, with the doing it alone thing um, at ASCP last year summit, I actually met a girl in the Dallas market and we sent a lot of clients to each other and we were able to team each other. We built a really good relationship. So I think it's important to remember that we're not competition. Uh, we can be friends and we can be valuable resources for each other. And I, I think it helps the industry tremendously and our clients as well. So don't be afraid to reach out, ask someone for help um, and friendship. It's, it's underrated and invaluable for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a great thing. It's, it's definitely good to have people around you. Uh, what do they say? Go fast alone, go far together, something like right. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it means, it means a lot to have people around, even if they're not like technically working with you, it's good to have people that you can, toss ideas off of or, or refer clients to because you know you're going to be on vacation your people are going to need 10 so like you said there's no competition it's just people that are there to help push you and make you better and ultimately provide a better service for your clients right that's at the end of the day who benefits from it so that's a great thing to say like you said astp is is great for that it's an amazing community you guys have there and uh very well said, Camry. Thank you again for, for coming on. It was a pleasure to, to chat with you, learn more about your story. I'll look forward to following your journey through Bring Me Bronze and ASTP as well. And obviously, if there's ever anything that we can do to help, please, please let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. Thank you so, so much. I had a great time. You're welcome, Camry. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.